How's it going, everybody, and welcome to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. If this video gets 3,000 likes, we will give one of these hot toys away to you guys. It's the it's the holiday season. So, guys, make sure you hit the like button. Also, comment what you guys want us to talk about next week. As you guys are going to see throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week, and we're talking about it this week. So, let's get into it. Yes, 2023. So, I thought we would start off with, like, a theory about... I don't know if, if it's like a, uh, it's not really like a, it has nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a what if theory. Okay. So what if whenever you see yourself in the mirror, the reason why you can't walk through the mirror is because it's actually the person on the other side stopping you from entering. But it's actually a portal, portal uh -huh. that you could get through, but your reflection is not letting you get through. Oh, like your reflection yeah, yeah, is yeah. actually another it, version of you. And it's preventing you from going through the other side. Right. Because whenever you try, you're just touching yourself. Exactly. Okay. Another what if theory. What if everything that we're all experiencing right now, everything that we do throughout our lives is actually just a dream. And it's basically, we're not born yet. And it's just us seeing how our life could be. And it's a dream. See, these are like, these these really make you think like, what is life? <laughs> I mean, it just makes you think like, what is going on? Let's just play this out. Say, yeah, you wake up one day, yeah, and you realize your whole life was a dream. What what is your initial response? Say someone said, Daniel, your whole life, yeah. dream. You're actually ten years old. <laughs> I would probably freak out. I would hope that I could try to make. That, that actual life the same way I lived my dream life. But see, this is where it gets tricky, though. How do you make sure, like, I can't even remember what I did last, right. last week. So for me to go recall the last 15 years of my life and to try to replicate it, I wouldn't be able to do it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So it, it's kind of like you would realize as you're growing up in that real life, like, you would remember, wow, this is what my life could have been like. I guess so, yeah. You would, you might encounter situations that you remember, like, oh, I kind of remember this, but I don't remember how I handled it. Yeah. Because what if in your dream you handled it a certain way that as you got older, you realized I shouldn't have done it that way? Right. But by changing that action, you actually become a different person. Yeah. But also, like, the littlest things could affect a bunch of different things. That you is know what true. I mean? That is some Back to the Future logic. Yeah. If Back to the Future is real. <laughs> um, it's so funny. I saw this other one last week or a couple weeks ago um, about how air, oxygen, uh -huh. is like, oh, yeah, what yeah. happens if it's like really poisonous for us? Right. It just takes 80 years to kill us. But what about this? What if air, oxygen, okay, okay is not actually deadly, right? Uh -huh. But it's actually a type of drug that everyone's addicted to. And it just so happens that we've, been, we've become so dependent on it since birth that when we don't have it for a short like, amount of time, right. it kills us. Oh, man. I mean, when you think about that, oxygen is the one thing that everybody has like all the time. Yeah. And if you don't have it, right, you start to struggle. Oh. But see, it's, it's one of those things once you're born, yeah. you're exposed to this drug that you just can't get off of. It's an abundance of it. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's freaky. These what if theories, man. I don't know. These are crazy. It's crazy. I've, I'm sure everyone's heard this one. Like, what if whenever you have a dream and there's someone in your dream that you know, that person's actually thinking about you? Yeah. 
see, this is what we need to do. I feel like let's all agree on this. Everyone that's watching the podcast right now or listening to it. If you have a dream about someone, okay, you should immediately call that person and say, like, yo. <laughs> what are you this, thinking this, about me? Yeah, this may sound crazy, <laughs> but just that nobody's podcast told me to call you <laughs> and ask you, did, were you thinking about me? I'm really curious because I'm never going to go up to someone and be like, yo. You were I in was, my dream. Yeah, and I want to know if you were thinking about me. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, we need to normalize that. We should finalize this theory, put, a, put an end to it. If anybody of you guys have experienced this and you guys have proven that it's real, let us know. Because I haven't personally met someone that said, you know what? I confronted a friend because I saw them in my dream and they did tell me that they were thinking about me. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of people say that it, it's true. But... I, I would love to hear a story of someone saying, I actually went up to the yeah. friend, you know what I mean? Right. Or they woke up in the middle of their dream and said, oh my gosh, called the person like in the moment and said like, hey, are you thinking about me? Yeah. That would be freaky. That would be freaky. Because if the person's awake, yeah, that's like so weird. I know. When you call them, they're like, yeah, I was thinking about you. Yeah, especially like... If that's true, if you dream about your crush, was your crush thinking about you? you yeah. Know, like, so what if aliens are actually on Earth right now. They're on Earth. Oh, boy. And they're disguised as humans, but they're just trying to figure out, like, when's the right time to, you know, reveal themselves. Oh, boy. That's See, where it gets weird. That is weird because, I mean, there's a bunch of, like, theories out there, right, that there could be people that are just actually disguised. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what would you really do if you found out someone was not human? Well, at first, I would be like, okay. We have to play this smart yeah. because we don't want to scare them off. We don't want to offend them because they might kill us. Right. I would be like more like, hey, like, dude, like, let's hang out sometime. Yeah. And then like, inside, I'm like dying. <laughs> but I'd be like, dude, let's just be friends, you know? What if it's, it's actually like really nice? Yeah. You never know. You need to like keep it a secret forever. Would you be able to do it? It just depends on what the alien's motive was. What's their end goal? If their like goal was like mass destruction and like annihilation, yeah, you can't okay, you yeah, can't keep you can't that keep to yourself. But maybe you should because maybe they're a lot stronger than us. So what? You're just gonna let them destroy the world? Well, maybe let us advance a little bit more to at least have a chance. I don't know. <laughs> I'll just like befriend the person and uh, infiltrate them from the inside. Oh, you know what I mean. So you you would be doing what they're doing to us? Yeah, and <laughs> and <laughs> hope that they're not that smart. <laughs> It's so crazy. This I saw this video, and I don't want to really get into this. This is really bizarre. This is like really out there, and I don't believe it. Or do I? <laughs> I don't think I should say that. I believe it. There's a clip of Elon Musk going around. He went to the World Cup, uh -huh. and basically, he's high-fiving fans, hugging fans. Okay. And his shirt, you know, like when your shirt and you're like kind of like leaning forward, like sometimes the shirt will like you can see your neckline yeah, yeah, differently, yeah. and you could see on his neck. It looks like a silicone mask or where it ends. You know what I mean? What? And you can see like there's a line here and you can see the difference in his skin. Right? And, and it's not. Okay. These are the things that after Wait. reviewing the clip, it's definitely not a tan line. It's definitely not like a necklace or a tattoo. Uh-huh. It's like a silicone. Like a mask. It looks like a mask. And when you look at his face in this, these clips, it looks really weird. It looks like someone wearing a mask. That's freaky. Like the facial expressions, everything about his yeah. cheek structure, it was just so weird. And you could see it cut off. Well, you could see it cut off like here. But Ooh. in the video, it's very, that line is like so obvious. Uh -huh. And this is where like I deny it a little bit. Like I don't think it's real because 
you think, right? Yeah. If you really want to cover that up, right? You just get some makeup and just kind of blend it where it matches your neck. Yeah. So that's where I feel like they wouldn't make it that obvious if it was like a fake mask. You know what I mean? Right. But that is weird. It is weird just because the clip, you know, Uh you can tell that there's like a difference in his neck. But I do feel this. There is no way they're slacking that bad. You know what I mean? That is such a like out of pocket move to be like, yeah, let's just let's just reveal this because, you know, it's so obvious if he if his shirt collar comes down just a little bit. It's, it's going to be so, yeah. yeah. So it's, I feel like it's kind of stupid. This next one, this is like a what if theory again. Okay. But it's more like a scientific approach. Like there's some science back in this one where, oh. where like it, it makes more sense. Okay. So when we look at dolphins, like in the ocean, they're like the only type of aquatic animal uh-huh. that can, they're like very compassionate towards humans. Right. Like I'm pretty sure they can like, don't they like talk to humans? There's like some echo location, right? Or something. They have some kind of like way of communicating with each other. With each other. But what's the whole thing they have with humans? They have something with humans? I thought so. Well, anyways, comment if you guys know <laughs> what I'm talking about. I thought they have some kind of special relationship with humans. But what's really weird is why are they the only aquatic animals that like humans and they're very fond of them? You know why? Why? Because what if the reason why dolphins are so like fond of humans is because they're only in areas where mermaids live so like they think that humans they think when they see humans that they're like mermaids because it's like half of a a mermaid yeah (laughs) or like yeah half of a mermaid oh that's freaky yeah i mean it's so weird because if you look at like the history of like this the world yeah I mean, there's a lot of, like, weird urban legends and, like, drawings and stuff of mermaids. Right. I mean, I talked about there being, like, cave drawings of mermaids. Yeah. So Why would they make cave drawings of mermaids? Yeah, because when you really think about it, too, I get it. The world is very, like, full of creative people. Mm -hmm. But to make up a mermaid, you know, like, I feel like some of these drawings are, like, in the stories that people have shared, it's it's must be pretty real. Like right. there's some mermaids out there. Yeah, there's gotta be. Comment if you believe in mermaids. They might be out there. They might be out there, man. Maybe in the Bermuda Triangle. Maybe somewhere in there. I don't know. This is I don't know how to how how to word this the correct way. Okay. But I I'm just gonna tell you exactly what I read. Okay. And what okay. I read was it, if people are labeled like mentally ill or like unstable uh-huh. or like in mental institutes. That maybe they're not the crazy ones. Maybe they just oh, had the like realization they're seeing the world for what it is, like really. And we're uh, the ones that are like the ones that should be labeled unstable in, in mental institutes. But in reality, they're the ones that have like the right view. Yeah. So like when you see people talking to themselves, uh-huh. like on the street or something, like maybe they are talking to someone that we just can't see. <laughs> Oh my god. Right? Like we're the ones right, that are right. like, we're over there like, what are they saying? Yeah. But it's like we're the ones that are really Just not can't seeing. See, yeah. yeah. Ooh. I know one thing that people ask a lot about is they want to see versus. So this week for versus, I thought we would do like TV show movie ensembles. Ensembles. So you're talking like expendables versus the Avengers. Right, like, like teams. Okay. Got it. So the first one, pitch perfect. Versus School of Rock. Oh. Okay, let's let's just make sure the audience and everyone and I understand. Yeah. You're talking about a fight, right? Yeah. 
Okay. Physical fight. Physical fight. I want to say pitch perfect because, like, they're adults. They're, they're, I mean, yeah, they're adults. Fighting middle school kids or elementary school kids. Yeah, but I feel like when you're an adult, you don't want to hit a kid. Oh, I think so we're the- past that, right? They're like, they, they know <laughs> that this is life or death. They're going to war. Yeah, they, but they have Jack Black. Okay, Jack Black is a big factor. Yeah. So I guess Jack Black would help a lot. But but you know what? I do think I think pitch perfect. I think they have the numbers. Yeah, they have numbers and they're like a lot taller, right? Yeah. And like they're they're old. Right, right. You're right. I think pitch perfect wins. Pitch that perfect one. wins. I like this next one. Okay. The office versus the friends. Ooh. It's okay. not the friends, it's just friends, but you're talking about like Ross and Rachel. Yeah. And both of them. Oh gosh, that's tough. I think you already know my answer. Because I have a big bias, but Comment if you guys agree on this. I, I don't uh, there's definitely more people in the office than there are people right in friends. But okay, let's just get let's get the facts straight, okay? okay. We know that Toby Flanderson is the Scranton Strangler. Mm. And Creed Bratton yeah. is also a killer. Right. Right? He's he he's, said he's he killed people. He's done some crazy things, yeah. And I wouldn't put it past Meredith to kill someone too. <laughs> Right? That's true. And Dwight has some weapons. Dwight, yeah. Has weapons around the office. Right. I, I mean. Think, I think Dwight could take them all on by himself. Yeah, I guess so. So we got to give it to the office. Yeah. Friends, I mean, what are they going to do? Right. Just throw coffee at, <laughs> at the office mates or what? You know? I mean, the office has the office and they have the warehouse. Oh, you didn't talk about the warehouse. I mean, they're part of the office, though. You're right. The warehouse crew. Yeah. I mean, just numbers alone, the office will win. So, the original Avengers, okay, from the first Avengers movie. Okay. Versus the Justice League. Really? I mean, I, me being a fan of Marvel, I would like to say Marvel. Yeah. But DC, in a way, like, that's what's so tough, right? DC superheroes are just not really relatable. Right. Like, I mean, Superman? Yeah, I mean, I mean, given yes, I feel like Tony Stark would probably make some kind of kryptonite weapon. Right. But if we're talking about, like, like fight to the death, both parties don't know each other's superpowers and their weaknesses, mm-hmm. you got to give it to the Justice League. Yeah. Because Superman could rip off everybody's head and, like, yeah. be done. In a second. Right. Yeah. Because he has also super speed. So. Right. And he got the Flash. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Flash, Quicksilver... That's, right. He wouldn't be there for right. the first Avengers movie. That's true. So, Justice League. Okay, X-Men First Class. All right, we interrupt the podcast because this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we know, we all go through struggles. We all have things going on in our lives. No one's perfect. I have a lot of issues that I tend to internalize. Say if someone makes me upset, I keep it within and I just like let it fester inside of me. And that's the worst thing to do. The best thing to do is get help and be able to resolve it as fast as possible. Right, and a lot of people go through that. But with BetterHelp, they provide trained therapists to help you go through these tough emotions and these hard times. And they will equip you with coping skills to help you get through these times. And as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists 100% online. And it's also very affordable and very efficient. It's it's such an easy process to get going. Right, and all you have to do is fill out a quick questionnaire and they'll match you with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking with that therapist, you can get a new therapist anytime. It really couldn't be simpler. There's no waiting rooms, there's nothing. It's completely online, it's so convenient. So to learn more and get 10% off your first month with BetterHelp, all you have to do is go to betterhelp.com slash nobodies that's better help 
H-E-L-P dot com slash nobody. So let's get back into the podcast. Versus the upcoming Young Avengers. X-Men First Class. All right. So. They don't have Wolverine. Right. But they have Professor Xavier Magneto, which is yeah, OP right there. Mm-hmm. This, those two alone would have been enough. I guess. First, First class. class. X-Men. Okay. Suicide Squad. The squad in Suicide Squad 2. Okay. okay. Or Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's tough. Let's see. With old group, not baby group. Okay, so the very first, very first Guardians of the Galaxy versus the Suicide Squad with the second, the second, the two second squad. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but I think the Suicide Squad will win. Yeah, just because of how unbelievably ruthless they are. Well, and how crazy they blood, are. Bloodsport? Yeah. Peacemaker? Bloodsport, Peacemaker. I mean, Bloodsport is like a sharpshooter. Right. So And Peacemaker is pretty much too, in a way. Yeah. I just think that, I don't know. Bloodsport is super deadly. Peacemaker is yeah. pretty deadly. Peter Quill and them really don't have it in them to kill based on the movies. Right. Bloodsport, we've seen do a lot of damage. So I guess we'd give it to them. The yeah, Suicide, the squad, suicide squad. Oh my gosh, people are going to get so mad in the comments. <laughs> I'm just saying, based on like just, ugh, just like ruthlessness and skills in a way. Yeah. Because I mean, if you put Bloodsport and Drax up against each other, and Bloodsport has like a little bit of distance, a little bit of breathing room, he's going to shoot the guy's eye. Shoot out. He'll yeah. shoot Drax's eye. Hey, 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 Drax is Whoa. bulletproof, so sorry. Oh. Groot is also kind of bulletproof, too. Wow, this is getting, this is getting, this is complicated. You know what? Screw it. I take it back. I'm going Guardians. This, I is, this is a hard one. I need, I need to hear what the Rocket is going to have a gun. Right. Peter Quill will, Peter have, Quill his will have, pistols. have his pistols. Gamora would have a sword and a gun. And she's one of the most deadly Assassins. people in the galaxy. Yeah. I mean, she's a daughter of Thanos. Right. So. Gosh, that one is hard. I'm going Guardians. Especially if we're talking like ultimate Groot, like this Groot full size. Yeah. Everyone comment who you think would win that one. Yeah, I think that's the one that we're gonna need the most help on. I would yeah. love to see like how people agree. Like, analyze on that. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. High school musical versus camp rock. Ooh. It has to be done. I would say high school musical just because there's more athletes. There so is a would... lot of athletes, but Camp Rock is a pretty big camp. Like they got numbers. Oh, okay, okay. We're talking like the whole okay, fine then. We're gonna play that card then. Yeah, I would go the whole East High. Okay, versus <laughs> Camp Rock. You're saying the whole Camp Rock? Okay, no, you know what? I take that back. Let's just go main cast. Main yeah, cast. Go main cast. Main cast. cast. Otherwise, it just gets it's just a war. <laughs> okay, I think main cast. You got Joe Jonas and his brothers. Yeah, who are just like rock stars that grew up in like private like private school. Right, right. Like <laughs> had never had a fight in their life. And then you got Troy Bolton and, you know, Chad. Yeah. They seem pretty tough, right? I mean. Kind of. Like D1 athletes, you know? Yeah. Like, so you got to think that, you know, there, right. there was some kind of altercation on the court at one point in their life. Yeah. Where they had a, had a fight or something. I don't right. know. And I think, like, majority of main cast, like, on the guy side is part of the basketball team. Yeah. But also look at the women in High School Musical. Like, right. They're also athletes. They're like, and they're super smart. Yeah. Yeah. So they'd, I got to give it to a High School Musical. Okay. On the next one, GI Joes versus the Expendables. GI Joes versus the Expendables. 
I mean, gosh. <laughs> I guess you got to go G.I. Joe. I mean, if you just look at the technology the G.I. Joes have. Right. Okay, that is true. Like, look at G.I. Joes, like the second movie they released. Remember yeah. when they had those, like, suits? Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That made them, like, Iron Man? Yeah. Okay, you're right. G.I. Joes. I think we got to go G.I. Joes. Yeah, even though the Expendables have, like, the skills and, like, all, like, the fighting styles. Yeah, but you got exoskeleton suits with, yeah. you know, bulletproof missile launchers. Right. Like, he ain't going to yeah. stand a chance. Okay, so for the last one, Ice Age versus Madagascar. Ice Age versus Madagascar. Now, we know in Ice Age, they don't got, well, in Madagascar, they have the penguins. Yeah. And they are secret agents. Right. Those penguins can do some damage. So I would give it to the penguins in Madagascar. Ice Age cast is kind of weak. Well, I guess. They, they do have... A saber-toothed tiger, a woolly mammoth. A sloth. A sloth. <laughs> Don't they have some dinosaurs in there? Yeah, but I feel like the only one that we truly see, like, like just straight up duke it out, is Scrat. Yeah. Like, when Scrat's, like, fighting all the fish, like, he shows some moves, man. You're right, but I still think Madagascar no, 100%, wins. 100%, yeah. 100% Madagascar. Comment what you guys think. Let us know who you feel should win this and who shouldn't. I mean, that Guardians one is hard. That one's the hard one. Yeah. So thank you for watching Versus. It's so crazy this week. I saw this video. So I guess the story goes like this. There was this one house, and their neighbors were really loud. So the, oh, okay. like, the guy goes outside and says, like, hey, guys, do you mind keeping it down? Like It's like you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at yeah. night. And they're like, no, we're not going to stop. Like we're, we're partying tonight. It's like Friday night, so we're just going to – we're not – like That's call the police up. on us if you want. So what the guy does is like he goes back to his house, and he's like, you know – I'm not going to call the police. I'm just going to take care of this my own way. <laughs> now, this is like a real life story. So what the guy does is he gets his drone, you know, like those <laughs> yeah, like, a, like a camera drone. Yeah, like a Maverick okay. or whatever they call him. Mavic. And then he attaches these fireworks to the drone <laughs> and he lights them. Right. Yeah. And then you just it's a video. So you see the drone go up in the air. And he's just like looking at like he has the camera on there. He's like looking and he's shooting these candlestick <laughs> fireworks at his neighbor. Oh and he's just blasting them. And like, I don't know what happens. It's <laughs> like real life Call of Duty. Yeah. I don't know how, what happens in terms of like who gets in trouble. Like, right. does the guy go to jail? I think he's definitely more likely to get in trouble than the people partying. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the guy had to do is just call the police. You right. Because he's call. putting them in danger at this point. Yeah, I don't know who got hurt, what damage was done. All I know is that those fireworks were just <laughs> pew, 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 pew. He put a, he put a real-life airstrike on them. He did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's, it is a pretty like funny way to deal with something like that, but it's pretty crazy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get some fireworks from a year ago. I'm just going <laughs> to strap it to my drone. That is true. What made him think of that? that yeah. is so, that's something so crazy just to think to do. If someone's having like making a lot of noise, I know. I almost feel like it's like a very coward way to fight too. It's like you know what? I'm gonna fight you from a distance. Well, I guess in a way, if he goes to a party by himself, he's probably gonna get beat up if he tries to like fight. Uh huh. But you're right. He should have just called the police. Like it just he just should have finished it like that. Yeah, I like how his first call, like his first <laughs> way to go, I was like, yeah, fireworks, drone, yeah. It's so funny. I saw this other this other crazy news story. Like, it's not funny, but I just question. This is what really makes me question people. This lady 
went to the optometrist because her eye was hurting. Okay. So the optometrist examines the eye, and all of a sudden, the guy realizes, the doctor is like, why do you have so many contact lenses in your eye? What? So what happened was a, the lady ended up having 27 contact lenses in one eye. What? How do you even do that? I have no idea. I have no idea. That's what I, like, I thought we could discuss this. So you put one contact, it, contact lens in your eye, right? Yeah. You go the whole day, you take it out, you don't go to sleep with them. Right. right? That seems like almost humanly impossible. Yeah. When you really think about it, 27 contacts. So 27 of those thin layers on one eye. I know. So do you think that 27 of them, like she had one on, right? And just stayed there. The next day, she was like, oh, I'm going to put another one. Two. One on top of the other. Three. You know, I have heard stories of contact lenses getting stuck somewhere not on the front of your eye. Right. I could see that, too. I've heard that, too. So maybe she would she would put one in during the day and think she lost it, but in reality it's getting stuck somewhere else, and then that happened somehow happened twenty seven times. Yeah, I have that's crazy. But what's yeah, I I agree. But how do you fit twenty seven contact lenses in your eye socket? You yeah. know what I mean. Even if it's somewhere in the back, you know what I mean. Because you got to think, your one contact lens covers your whole pupil right so how many pupil like how many like contact lenses can you humanly physically fit fit on an eyeball but that's just it had to be damaging not just her eye if there was 27 even if it was like stuck somewhere if there's like 27 things just like hanging out over here that's not can't be healthy. No, it can't be. I mean, it, it's even said, like, in the instructions of a contact lens, right? Yeah. Like, do not sleep with them in. Right. So, for you to have 27 in your eyes, like, around your eye. Yeah. Like, overnight. Did they, like, find out approximately how much, how many, or how long she had them in for? There's a picture online of all the 27 lenses. Oh, really? And some of those lenses look old like you know what i mean like yeah i mean there's no way there's no way it was 27 days in a row 27 lenses right you know what i mean it could have been over a few years yeah we could be talking you know who knows 10 years five years oh my who knows right yeah oh my gosh that poor lady it's so funny i saw this video of this guy explaining like a story when he was in the army and I don't know much about the army, uh-huh. right? I did want to pursue firefighting, so I have my degree in fire science. Right. And I have my EMT license. And kind of in the fire service, it's very, like, militant, right? Very, like, similar to the training of the way you conduct yourself, right? Mm-hmm. The, the mindset kind of military. But there's this guy that was talking about the story, and they have this thing called a grog. And basically, a grog is where they get, like, a big um, cooler. Right, uh-huh. and they just put a bunch of random liquids in there, and they call it like we're gonna have a grog. It's like a crazy punch of combinations, right? Oh, but I mean, it could be really disgusting too. Uh, it doesn't sound grog. That sounds nasty. Yeah. So what happened was, <laughs> is like this guy. They're in formation, right? And you know, like how if you you get out of formation, you screw up everyone's routine, and like the your 
you know, commander right, is right, going right, to be right. like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you guys, you're going to punish everyone for that. Yeah. So this one guy needed to use the restroom really bad. So he's like, guys, I'm so sorry. I have to get out of formation. I got to go pee. Uh-huh. Right. And they're like, no, just stay in formation. Like, just stay here. Get your canteen out and just pee in your canteen. Okay. So the guy like pees in his canteen and then he hands it to his friend and then the friend like dumps it in the rocks. <laughs> so he hands him the canteen back and then all of a sudden like whoever's in charge says like, hey guys, we're doing the grog right now. Everyone get in formation. Okay. Like make sure you're in formation. Yeah. So the guy gets in formation and then the, the commander says like, hey, give me your canteen, right? Uh-huh. And he's the first one to go. And his canteen was just filled with pee. And the guy grabs his canteen, puts it in the grog, and says, all right, here you go. You're the first one. What? And keep in mind, there was three or four platoons after him that had a drink. So everyone after him had his pee in their liquid. And he just dumped it in the cooler. Oh, that grog doesn't sound fun, man. No, especially if you're, if you're the first one to go, maybe, like, good for you. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> After that story, I'm like, bro, I ain't ever going to want to drink from that. No. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> I, I, this, this story that I'm going to talk about right now is, like, really disturbing. Oh, jeez. So there's this lady on TikTok, and apparently, I don't know what happened. She suspected her husband of being, like, really weird. And oh. one day, I guess she was in her shower. So she just, like, looks up, and she notices the light looked a little funny. So she unscrews the light, and she finds this camera. Right. What? And this camera, it looks like one of those GoPros, but she realized that when she pulled the SD card out, uh-huh. he was recording their 16 year old daughter in the shower. What? Yeah. So, like, the dad was doing that? Yeah. It's crazy. Are you? That's nasty. Dude, I was so shocked. Like, I, I couldn't, I didn't believe the story at first. Until I saw, like, the lady was talking about it. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a real story. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I know. So, like, apparently what happened was the lady discovered that, I mean, I guess it's his biological daughter. Like, in like, he's oh just some gosh. sicko, you know? I know. It's I, like, I, I, Guys, what I'm trying to get at is <laughs> whenever you go somewhere, you should check your shower. Like, I mean, I don't trust like hotels anymore right like, you i mean you even talked about this they put stuff like little cameras in just regular household things yeah and they watch people i know like didn't you, you talked about that kleenex box yeah like those black kleenex boxes that you see and the shampoo bottles where they put like yeah. the cameras in and then the little the coat rack and all this st- stupid stuff that why do we even make those that's why i'm like you know why is there such a thing exactly it doesn't make sense. Okay, so I wanted to bring this little new segment, okay? Okay. Called Two Sentence Horror Stories. Now, uh, now these kind of... Re- okay, I'll explain it. Okay. These, it's just two sentences. Got it. And it's supposed to kind of envision a story. So you kind of have to use your imagination with what I give you. You're only going to read two sentences. Two sentences. That's it. Got it. Okay. I awoke to the sound of the baby monitor crackling with a voice comforting my firstborn child. As I adjusted to a new position, my arm brushed against my wife sleeping next to me. The first sentence is, I awoke to the sound of a baby monitor crackling with a voice comforting my firstborn child. So somebody is comforting their baby, okay? Well, and they have the baby monitor next to their bed. Now, the second sentence is, as I adjusted to a new position, my arm brushed against my wife sleeping next to me, okay? So it's a husband and a wife 
and they're sleeping in bed and they hear a baby monitor going off and somebody's comforting their baby. But there's but it's just them two. And the wife's pregnant still. Where where I don't where are you getting that? Actually where? I don't I don't know. I I don't I don't really follow the story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I get it. The baby is somewhere in another room. Yeah. And there's someone in there comforting, comforting the, the baby, baby that the parents but, don't know. But the parents are in another room. Yeah. And that so the dad is listening to the baby monitor, hearing someone comfort the baby, right? And but he's in the bed and he moves, but he feels his wife next to him. That was a very sorry guys. I had a very ADHD moment. <laughs> I to be clear though, I am ADHD. I am diagnosed. Yeah. Okay, so the next one. I decided to kill off a few characters in the book I'm writing. It would definitely spice up my autobiography a little bit. Oh gosh. So the guy's writing a story about his life. And in his life story, he he killed off some of his friends. Killed off some characters. Yeah. But it's an autobiography, so it's about his life. It's about his life. Oh, that's really weird. It really these do for two sentences, it really does make you think. Yeah. You really have to use your imagination. Yeah. Okay. Please take me instead, I screamed, grabbing at the two men who took my child. Sorry, ma'am. Children only, they said, as they continued loading up the last lifeboat on the ship. Ugh. So the mother was saying, take me instead, after they just took her child, and they're actually trying to save the child, and the mom was saying, no, take me instead. That's really sad. Kind of mom would say that. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Okay, the next one. The sound of my son calling for help grew fainter and fainter. As the batteries in my hearing aids died, I realized it would be soon to be impossible for me to find him in time. So his son's in danger, and he's crying for help. But his hearing aids are running out, so he wouldn't be able to hear where his son is anymore. So he wouldn't be able to find him. <sighs> my last girlfriend always got creeped out by the 14 weird dolls I kept on display. I have a new girlfriend now, and she wants me to throw away all 15 of the disturbingly lifelike dolls. Oh, gosh. So he's killing his ex-girlfriends. And turning them into dolls. Dude, that could be like a whole horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. Get out of here. Okay. I've always had the supernatural ability to know where someone was by looking at a photo of them. So it pained me to tell the mother of a missing child that her daughter was in several different places. Ew. Yeah. It's disturbing, right? Well, I just wonder, like, who's writing these? Like, what's going on in their this heads? Is just, this is just people on Reddit, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll stop there. I'll stop there. You got any, if you got any more, no, go no, ahead. No. Go, go <laughs> that is really weird. I really like those because it makes you think and use your imagination, but it also shows how much you could do with just two sentences. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like, it almost has the aspect of like a riddle mixed right. with fictional, you know. Like story, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's, it's, it gets deep, man. That is deep. Uh, this podcast is just getting started. Uh, it's getting kind of hot now. So I'm oh. going to take out my jacket. Take it off. Take it off. Well, that's, that's weird because you're my brother. But. It was, take it off. Take it, was, it was really <laughs> cold. I don't know if you guys heard. Apparently, based on the history books, that we're going to have the coldest winter in America. Are you serious? There's something about like the, the air that was traveling through one part of the world uh -huh. got shifted over to where we are. 
and it's just super cold. So if you guys are having an unusually cold winter, that is probably why. <laughs> okay, so in the spirit of Christmas, I thought we would start off with a Christmas theory. Okay. More specifically, a Grinch theory. Nice. We all love the Grinch. So there's a theory that the Grinch wasn't actually trying to steal Christmas. He was actually doing something way worse. If he wasn't trying to steal Christmas, what else was he doing? So there's a theory that the Grinch was actually trying to kill all the Who's in Whoville. What do you mean he's trying to kill them? So in the movie Horton Hears a Who, we see in that movie, Horton is trying to protect all the Who's from being killed from the other animals so the who's have to make as much noise as possible to prove they exist and the animals didn't kill them right but the theory is ever since horton hears a who the who's always made it a tradition to make a bunch of noise so nobody accidentally kills them and that's why in the grinch the grinch says that the who's are super noisy and he can't stand any of the noise that they make and we see that all the presents the who's get on christmas are all things that make a lot of noise because they need that to stay alive so basically what they're trying to do is make a bunch of noise so that no one accidentally kills them exactly so when the grinch stole all the gifts he put all of Whoville in risk of getting killed. And that's why on Christmas Day, when the Who's realized they had no gifts, they all went outside to sing to make as much noise as possible. Gosh, I guess it makes sense that it's not like a big ask to show how these are connected because they're both Dr. Seuss, you know, universal. Right, and they're both Who's, right? right. They technically have Who's in them, so. It makes sense, too. A lot of the things that he stole were, like, equipment that makes a lot of noise right because you in the book you see a scene of them opening gifts and you can see like it's like a bunch of big drums and everything yeah so when he steals all of that they don't they can't make noise right so but it does bring it whole back to the ending right where they're singing right because that's the last thing they have they yeah make noise i mean obviously like the message is like they're all coming together even though they don't have gifts they're gonna still celebrate christmas together nah i don't think so <laughs> but but they're they're making a lot of noise because they don't have anything i think this theory makes more sense because like come on there's a there's a reason why they're obsessed with noise yeah and they realize like you know what we better just go for it because well, okay and this is what makes sense too so when horton hears a who we know whoville was all they're, they're trying to make a lot of noise to stay alive yeah now the grinch doesn't live in whoville so he wouldn't have known the events of horton hears a who he oh, lives outside of whoville on the mountain right right so he doesn't know he just thought they were making a lot of noise got it wow so that, i mean that even makes the theory yeah more more viable it's pretty crazy okay so i know a while ago I had a little common sense question for you. Yeah. I mean, okay, okay. Let's just get something straight. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> it, you make it sound like it's super, okay, it was a common sense question. Yeah. But it was very hard. No, yeah. It, no, no, it, no, it was, no, stop, no, it was no, hard, no, no, though. No, no, it was not. hard. Screw you, screw you. <laughs> I asked you it I just because I knew specifically it was hard. Here I am saying, oh, it's so hard. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it wasn't that hard. Okay, so if you can answer this question within three tries, Okay. You have good common sense. Nice. I get three tries. So spell the word fat. F-A-T. Now spell the word her. H-E-R. Spell the word fat. F-A-T. Now spell the word her. H-E-R. Now what do you get when you put those words together? Father. Wow. Let's go. You wanted me to say fat wow. her, right? Yeah. Wow. You got that one. First try. First try. Is that it? Yeah. Wow. A lot of people can't get that one. They say fatter. I said fatter in my head at first, and then I, <laughs> I looked at the words. I'm like, oh, that's his father. Wow. <laughs> that's impressive. Well, let's, uh, I, I'm, I'm one for two. <laughs> all right, so moving on. I saw this thing on Vice News, and for everyone who doesn't know, Vice News has, like, all these crazy stories that 
the you know the regular news wouldn't show right. so do you know this guy that actually found a way to make unlimited money okay how do you make unlimited money yeah, okay so i'm sure everybody wants to know a way to make unlimited money but what if i told you there actually is one guy that found a way to do it but he got in huge trouble for it oh boy so back in 1996 there was this guy named arthur williams and he was so obsessed with trying to find a fake dollar bill like he wanted to find a way to replicate money without getting caught for it and at the time the u.s dollar was like impossible to counterfeit they thought it was going to be like no one would be able to do it so he started by every single type of paper around the world and he was trying to test which one looked closest to the dollar and he couldn't find anything i mean it makes sense you shouldn't be able to find the paper they use yeah until his wife got really upset at arthur and said like hey we are not quitting we are this far in we're gonna solve this so she gets a telephone book and starts like waving into the air and she slams it on the table and arthur had an idea like hey let's look at the paper inside the telephone book so he gets out one of those like counterfeit markers to check money and he uses it on the telephone book and what do you know it matches and it tested yellow so it showed that it was real money what yeah so the telephone book paper actually passes real money so they called the telephone book company and they pretended to be teachers and they're like hey we need a bunch of paper like we're teachers out of school can you help like donate some paper and the telephone book company's like sure we'll give you paper so the paper was just thick enough to be able to put like the fake watermark and to put that fake strip in and the only thing they needed to figure out is how to make the color of the bill change in the different reflections dude this is crazy so a couple weeks later arthur found this one car the sports car and he noticed that the color of the car would change based on the lighting of the sun so he was like that's really interesting so he called the company that made the paint and it ended up being that company is the same people that make the paint for the dollar bill for the u.s treasury so arthur orders the paint hits the jackpot and just starts printing a bunch of fake money he gets a bunch of a hundred dollar bills he ends up making like thirty thousand dollars a day and in the end he made over 250 million dollars of fake money and he had to pay back 200 million of it wait what did he do with the other 50 million so apparently he only had to give back 200 and he kept 50 so the guy's still i guess rich or something's going on i don't know what happened they let him keep it yeah they let him keep that fake 50 million dollars yeah are you kidding so me? so i don't know exactly all the facts what happens afterwards yeah but the guy's out of prison now and you know what he probably did i don't really know the full story about how he got out of it uh -huh. but he probably told the u.s government like look this is my process of doing it yeah like figure out a way to make sure that you make real money that could not be copied this way oh. so the government probably was like okay you know what thanks for teaching us like yeah. we'll just slap you on the wrist and you just move on with your life wow i mean the way he did it is pretty genius no it's unbelievable yeah that someone was able to do that in 1996 you know all these years of the u.s dollar being around yeah and some guys able to just do it overnight and just you know make a bunch of money it's crazy how much of coincidence it was that he saw that paint on the car i know and that, he's like that's the one i need to call it almost seems unbelievable but obviously it's not because he did get arrested yeah. for 250 million dollars <laughs> that's crazy so what he would do is he would go into like a 7-eleven yeah he would want to buy a candy bar uh-huh he would get his fake hundred dollar bill and say hey can you break this for me yeah and the candy bar is like a dollar, right? right so he'd right, get right. $99 back. Uh -huh. So he would then get 99 real dollars. Oh. So that's how he was getting rid of the fake dollars, right? Yeah. Just getting a bunch of real money in change. Oh, my gosh. And he was doing this, like, making $30,000 a day. What? Okay, what's the first thing you would buy with $250 million? Well, I don't think it was he had $250 million at, like, one time. It was, like, that's uh. how much he was able to do. Yeah. But if I had $250 million, I mean, if we're... If we're talking like after taxes, yeah, two hundred fifty, yeah, okay. Like this is like you could two hundred fifty, you could spend it on anything. Well, I guess buy some houses. Yeah, gotta buy. I don't know. I feel like you would try to buy a golf course. Yeah, but I think that would be like a bunch billion. Of money there. <laughs> no, I feel like you get a golf course for what? Maybe hundred. Fifty to a hundred. Hundred. I don't know. I don't know either. That's a lot of money. Well, 
then your 250 million dollar will go really quick yeah also do you know the kid that ate really bad food and it caused him to lose his legs what kind of food is that so in boston there was this 19 year old college student and he was going to visit his friend's dorm so he goes in he opens up the fridge because he's really hungry and he gets out some like chicken and noodles and he like puts it in the microwave and just starts eating it okay so get this within a minute of eating the food he started to feel really sick so he rushed to the er and they found that his kidneys his heart his liver everything was failing within him and he was developing a really deadly rash and they found that he was having a bacterial infection from the food so in order to save his life they had to cut off his limbs to try to stop the infection so it's all from the chicken and noodles he ate yeah so a bunch of health specialists talked about how important it is to refrigerate your food and if your food's been sitting out for more than two hours it could be very deadly for you and it's important to get your food in the fridge and if it's in the fridge for like more than two to three days it could also be deadly so you should probably throw it out okay i honestly don't even want to eat leftovers yeah it will t okay to be fair i don't want to show everybody what the guy looked like yeah but I'm really shocked, so I'll try to describe it so everyone can kind of visualize it. This guy eats the food within a minute, starts getting sick, goes to the ER. All of a sudden, at the ER, he develops this really deadly rash, right? And uh -huh. it's just all over his body. Yeah. And I'm just like, how could you eat something in that quick, you know, all these things happen, like right. his liver, his heart, you know, all his kidneys. Just in a minute. Yeah, so it looks really bad. So it will really make you think twice about how you you know, eat your food, yeah. how you preserve your food, because they said that when you cook your food, like say if you, you have food in the fridge, when you heat up your food, uh -huh. you should always have your uh, microwave set to like 165 degrees uh -huh. because they found that's the temperature that will kill off most bacteria. Oh, so anything lower, it's not strong enough to kill it off. Right. And they, you're basically consuming it then. They recommend you always to go more, like, you know, you want to really get that thing that. cooked again. That's crazy, because we I don't even know if our microwave's like that. I think it is. I think it's 160. Okay, I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> Check your microwaves, everybody. I mean, for me, I, I know you said you don't want to eat leftovers anymore. Yeah. And it really hit me, too. I was like, gosh, I don't want to eat leftovers anymore either. Right. But what's really scary is I started thinking about when you go to holiday parties, right? Yeah. You know, the food's outside, you know, sitting on the table. Everyone does like a buffet style, right? right and it's right. just sitting out there. That I is mean, the, true. These parties can last, you know, four hours long. And the food that, you know, was there at the beginning is still there at the end. And then people start boxing it up and they Ooh. take it home. I mean, those are for sure bad for you to do. That max salad, man. Oh, yeah. The max salad. <laughs> No, do not. Do not eat it. Oh, wait, okay. There was this crazy story about this one ventriloquist. Oh, my gosh. I hate. I mean, I respect the art. I respect ventriloquists. I think it's amazing what they do. But come on, everybody. We can all agree that no one wants to see a puppet talking. Yeah, so this is why you should never trust a ventriloquist. You don't got to tell me twice. I don't trust them. Okay, so there's this legend of this guy named Jean Duloc, who was a super good ventriloquist. Like, people did not understand how he was so good, because his doll would, like, move super well, and the doll's voice sounded nothing like Jean. I mean, isn't that the point of a good ventriloquist, that he's able to do that? But after Jean started getting a lot of attention, reports were coming out that they would see Jean's doll talking and moving without Jean having control of it. Wait, so the guy's not even holding the doll and he's talking? Now, one night, Jean's girlfriend went into his room and saw him crying in the corner and on the other side of the room it was just the doll staring at him and people were noticing that after john's shows he would be really sick and apparently whenever john would use the doll it would make him more and more sick and it got to the point where he was on his deathbed and he told his girlfriend that when he was given the doll they told him that it would give him fame and fortune forever but he also told her never give the doll to anyone because it will ruin their life wait a second so what ended up happening to the doll so this is where it gets really creepy so apparently when john got the 
doll. He bought it from a random guy and the guy told him that this doll will promise you fame and fortune if you use it. But it also killed him. And on his deathbed, he revealed that the entire time, his whole career, it was just the doll talking and it wasn't actually him. And that's why people thought he was so good. Okay, so let's just get this straight. I'm sure there's a lot more to this story. So John dies. Yeah. And before he dies, he reveals to the world. No, he revealed to his girlfriend on his deathbed. That, hey, look, the doll, I was never doing anything. The doll was always talking. Yeah. So where's the doll? They don't know. They don't know what happened to it. That's what's crazy about it. They don't know. Dude, it's out there somewhere. Yeah, it's definitely out there. And apparently, like, when people would see him in shows, like, they could, if you peek backstage, sometimes you would see the doll, like, moving its head and talking to John, like, before the show. Like, hey, we're going to have a great show tonight, so don't yeah, screw this They up. don't really know what he was saying, right? But the doll was moving? But the doll was moving. And you know how, like, ventriloquists, they put their hand in the doll's back, right? right. And John was sitting in front of the doll, uh-huh. and they would see them, like, talking. So before every, like, shows, people were speculating that the doll was already moving then. Yeah. Or they would hear, like, in his, like, backstage room, yeah. they would hear him having conversations with another person. But nobody else was in there besides the doll. Oh, my gosh. So he was talking to the doll. Yeah. And the guy that sold him the doll told him, like, this is going to bring you fame and fortune. Yeah. But did he tell him that this is also going to kill you? No. So and, the- but, but they noticed every show, uh-huh. after every show, Jean would become super sick. But it was because uh-huh. the doll was making him sick. Maybe what it, this, he'll hear me out here. So maybe the doll was, like, sucking the life out of John. Right. Like, every time, like, to stay, keep the doll alive, the doll needed to, like, take energy from John. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Right. I mean, it's just, it's like a really, like, um, it's one of those stories where the cost of fame. Yeah. You know? It's, it's like, exactly It's, like, like so, like, dark. I mean, it's crazy that people were actually reporting this. Like, after he got so much attention for being so good, people started to notice, wait, this isn't right. Something's yeah. off. Something's off. Oh, He can't be that good. Because, I mean, think about it. When you're a ventriloquist, like, a lot of ventriloquists, they're able to change their voice, right? But this, like, John was able to seem like he changed it so well. Right. But it was just the doll. On a lighter note, okay, do you know what are the rarest first names that people have in the world? No. So recently, scientists did a study on newborn babies, and they found which baby names are, like, the most rare and only few babies actually have. Okay, I really want to see if I know anyone with these names. So starting in 10th place with the 10th rarest name is Hadley, with 258 babies being born with that name. In 9th place is Zendaya, with only 257 babies with that name. In 8th place is Louisa, with 257 babies with that name. In 7th place, is Dixie with 256 babies with that name. In sixth place is Ariadne with 256 babies having that name. In fifth place is Stone with 209 babies. Fourth place is Seven with 209 babies with that name. Okay, Seven sounds like they belong in Stranger Things. Yeah, exactly. So in third place is Droove with only 209 babies with that name. In second place is Aeon with 209 babies. And the most rare, the most uncommon name that anybody has is Rome with only 208 babies with that name. Okay, I really want to see if any Romes are actually going to see this. If there's only 208 of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's very unlikely just because there's I mean, 209 out of billion people. Yeah. 7 billion to be exact. Not exact, but around. Cl- close enough. Close, close enough. enough. Okay, so moving on, I have a crazy movie that I want to talk about. And this is Ooh. like, what's scary about this uh-huh. is it shows like how psycho a 12-year-old kid could be. Oh, boy. It's a good story. It's, it's just really creepy. You won't, feel, <laughs> you won't feel good after. It's one of those, huh? Okay, so do you know the kid that killed people to be able to date his babysitter? What? So the movie starts out with a 12-year-old boy named Luke, and he's obsessed with his babysitter, Ashley, who's 17 years old. And Luke tells his friend Garrett, I'm gonna kiss and make out with Ashley tonight. This kid's only 12? So that night, Ashley arrives to the house because Luke's parents are going to a Christmas party and she's coming over to babysit him. So the parents leave 
and all of a sudden Luke keeps trying to show to Ashley that he's like a man like he's tough and he can do things that most 12 year old boys can't do so Ashley keeps telling Luke like dude you're too young for me like stop it so as the night goes on Luke tries to make a move on Ashley and Ashley just like stops him and says like, hey, you got to stop this. Then all of a sudden the doorbell rings, right? So they go to the door, they open it. And it's a pizza delivery guy. And Ashley's like, I didn't order any pizza. And Luke's like, oh, maybe my dad did. So like they go eat some pizza. They watch a horror movie together. And all of a sudden Luke tries to make a move on her again. But then all of a sudden the phone rings. So Ashley answers the phone. And all of a sudden this guy's voice says, I am watching you. So Ashley starts freaking out. And she tells Luke, go lock all the doors. Someone might be here. So then all of a sudden Ashley looks at the door. And she looks through the people and she sees no one there. But all of a sudden, someone starts knocking at the door. So she opens it a little bit and all of a sudden the door opens and this guy tackles Luke. He tackled a 12-year-old kid. So it ends up being Luke's friend Garrett. And the whole time Garrett was trying to prank Luke and like mess with him. But then all of a sudden they hear a loud bang upstairs. So Ashley and them start trying to go up the stairs, right? They have a knife and they're trying to like find who's up there. So they get upstairs, they walk into a room and they notice that someone tried to break in. And there was a brick that got thrown through the window. So Ashley and everybody starts freaking out. So she runs down the stairs and tries to call the police but the phone lines are dead and there's no reception they try to pull out their computers there's no wi-fi everything is shut off so the ashley tries to go outside right but she notices that her car all the tires of her cars were slashed and then all of a sudden garrett shows them the brick and on the brick it says if you leave this house you will die so they don't know who threw the brick yeah so garrett freaks out and he just runs outside the house with the brick but all of a sudden he gets shot he's just a kid yeah so ashley and luke just run away and they're trying to get away from the intruder so ashley tells luke hey we're gonna get out of here it's gonna be okay so they run to luke's room and they hide in his closet but while they're in the closet trying to be quiet all of a sudden one of luke's toys starts making a bunch of noise and it's like starts lighting up and the intruder hears them so the intruder walks into the room and he's holding a shotgun but all of a sudden, Ashley notices something about the intruder that looks really familiar. Okay, we interrupt this podcast because our first sponsor is Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is an amazing company that allows you to intake the best supplements, the best vitamins in the easiest way possible. So Athletic Greens has this one product called AG1. And like I said, it allows you to have 75 vitamins and supplements that our body is essential and we need it yeah i mean we really want to focus on our health as we're getting older and we really want to make sure we're taking care of our bodies and literally this is the easiest way to do it yeah just to give you a little background like i talked about last podcast i am actually a licensed emt i played college golf daniel played high school varsity basketball Mm -hmm. we're very big on like taking care of ourselves we want to try to focus on what we intake So trust us on AG1, Athletic Greens product. It's phenomenal. And we take it every morning. And I want to demonstrate it for you guys live on the podcast. So what I do is I just open up the bottle. I just get a scoop out of the AG1 powder. And I just put it into the bottle like that. And this is how easy it is. This is how fast I can do it. I'm going to try to do it like speed run. All right. Then I just get some cold water. I just put 8 to 12 ounces of water in this bad boy. And then that's good. And I just cap it up. And then we shake. I mean, it's just such a quick and easy thing to do. Yeah, it's super easy. So once I shake it up, I'm going to have Daniel try it because I've already taken mine today. So here you go. I have not taken mine today. Okay, well, yeah, that's why you're taking it. Yep. And like I said, there's 75 vitamins and minerals that we all need for our body. And just like that, it's done. And it has an amazing vanilla flavor. Yeah. Like, I love the aftertaste. Like so, some drinks, right? Some supplements. Yeah. There's a nasty aftertaste. Right. This Does I could not. drink like for fun. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with the friends. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take some AG one. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah. And guys, like I said before, we will only recommend stuff that we think is the best, the most beneficial for your body. Right. Because we personally use this stuff. Yeah. AG one's amazing. Every morning we've been taking it. 
and we do feel that there's we get like an energy boost from it because there's times throughout the day where we don't really feel like we have the top peak performance and we just kind of feel like kind of lazy because we're tired but after taking ag1 every morning i feel like i have more energy throughout the day i want to read to you guys exactly what athletic greens said and what they're offering if you guys use our promo code so if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase go to athleticgreens.com slash nobodies that's athleticgreens.com slash nobodies check it out so guys these are the travel packs what's great about the travel packs is if you don't want to carry around the powder with you wherever you go you can just have one of these in your pocket and you just crack it open and you pour it in your bottle put some cold water in and you're ready to go so it's really simple yeah. i almost prefer these just because i can just put them in my pocket right you can take them anywhere go check out athleticgreens.com slash nobodies and we'll get back into the podcast she recognizes the mask so she opens up the closet and says hey take off your mask i know who you are the guy takes off his mask and it ends up being garrett wait hang on i thought garrett just died yeah that's what we all thought but luke ends up revealing to ashley that this is all part of his plan and this whole time he was trying to make her like him so ashley gets really upset tries to run outside the house but before she could get away luke knocks her out what yeah so Ashley wakes up and she's strapped to a chair and Luke forces her to play truth or dare with her. But before anything happens, all of a sudden the doorbell rings again and it's a guy named Ricky and that's Ashley's boyfriend. So Ricky wants to try to find Ashley. So he knocks open the door and says like, where's Ashley at? And Luke goes, oh, she's upstairs. So Ricky goes, okay, I'm going to go upstairs. So he goes upstairs and all of a sudden Luke tries to hit him with a baseball bat and they start fighting. And all of a sudden Garrett tries to stop the fight with a shotgun. And then Luke knocks out Ricky with a baseball bat. Okay, this kid's a psycho. Yeah, I agree. So Ricky now and Ashley both wake up and they're in a chair tied up, okay? And Ashley's trying to escape. She's trying to cut her way out. But Ricky, Luke takes Ricky to the living room away from Ashley and he tries to mess with Ricky. So he hangs a big heavy paint container and he has it attached to the rope and he starts swinging it around Ricky, right? Trying to make him feel like he's going to get hit by it. So Ashley runs in, tries to save Ricky and tells Luke to stop. We're going to stop this. So then Luke grabs another paint container on a rope and just slings it right at Ricky, killing him right at impact of the paint container. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So Ashley tries to run away. So she gets outside and all of a sudden Luke knocks her out again somehow and brings her back inside the house and ties her up. So now Luke is trying to eliminate any competition. So he gets Ashley's phone and calls her ex-boyfriend. So Jeremy, the ex-boyfriend comes to the house because Luke told him to come. So he tries tricks the ex-boyfriend into thinking that he wants to come and hang out with Ashley, but instead he kills the ex-boyfriend with a rope. How is nobody hearing what's going on? Well, it's about to get even louder because during the process of Luke trying to kill Jeremy, Garrett and Ashley were together and Ashley was able to convince Garrett to cut her free. So as he was helping her cut her free, he gets shot by Luke. So he shot his friend. Yeah. So now Luke has killed everybody and it's just him and Ashley. So he decides to sit down with Ashley and then he realizes that he has to kill her too. So he kills her. Wait, what? Yeah. So he kills her, right? And he starts trying to clean up the house. He's trying to make it look like something else happened that he wasn't responsible for all all these deaths so he's able to make the house look like someone else did it he goes back to his room falls asleep and his parents come home and they run into his room like oh my gosh luke are you okay you see what happened downstairs and luke's like no i was sleeping so the parents call the police and all of a sudden the police the paramedics everybody comes and all of a sudden luke thinks that he got away with this so then the paramedics yell hey we have someone alive down here the girl's still alive so it turns out ashley was still alive and they start wheeling her to the ambulance and as she gets wheeled into the ambulance she looks up in, into luke's room and she makes eye contact with luke basically telling him like i'm gonna get you you're in trouble now so Luke tells his mom, like, hey, mom, I, I really feel bad for Ashley. Can I go to the hospital? I need to go visit her. And that's how the movie ends. Because he's probably going to go try to kill her after that. Dude, what is wrong with this kid? What is wrong with this kid? He literally did all of this because he wanted to get with Ashley. 
and then he kills Ashley. Well, or he tries he to. He tries to. But now he's probably going to go kill her. And what's crazy about this whole movie, too, yeah. it's a Christmas movie. What? <laughs> yeah, it takes place during Christmas time. What? And that's why I thought we should talk about it. Oh, my gosh. Maybe you could uh, say something... Like, say something else that's more light. Like, a, on a lighter oh, note. Oh, it's, it's not light. It's not light. Oh. So, there's this, like, game, okay? So, have you ever heard of One Man Hide and Seek? No. Okay, so this is a crazy game that people have played by themselves. And all you need is a stuffed animal or a doll. You need scissors. You need salt water. You need rice and a fingernail clipper. Okay, sounds like a weird game. So, what you do is you take the doll or stuffed animal and you cut it open and you take out all the stuffing and replace it with rice. And you put some of your own fingernail clippings in it, too. And then you give it a name and you go in your bathroom and fill the bathtub with water. And only at 3 a.m., you put the doll in the bathtub with the water. And then you leave to go turn off all the lights and count to 10. Then you come back in the bathroom and tell your doll, I found you. And then you stab it with the scissors. What, what kind of game is this? Okay, so it's actually really creepy. So after you stab the doll, you tell the doll that it's their turn to be it. But this is why it's really dangerous. So the doll will start trying to find you. And if it finds you first, it will stab you with the scissors that you stabbed it with. And the only way to win is if you find the doll first. So what you have to do is you have to fill your mouth with salt water and you have to go look for the doll in the house in the complete dark. And if you find the doll you have to spit the salt water on the doll and say i win three times and that's the only way to win the game but if you don't find the doll within two hours of the game it's actually really dangerous because this is when the doll could get too powerful and you won't be able to remove it and it could potentially kill you i hate these games yeah but there's actually extra precautions that you have to take when playing this game so apparently you're only supposed to leave all the doors unlocked because just in case you need to get help your, your friends need to be close by so they can barge into the house yeah i mean sure you better have someone outside for you Jeez. yeah so this is actually like a disclaimer like on the game list that you're like you have to remember whenever someone's near you and you're playing this game you're putting everyone around you in danger oh so this ain't just let me have some fun by myself it's like everyone is playing this game right even if they didn't agree to play yeah oh this is horrible and you have to make sure you don't leave the house until you find the doll so until the game is over you cannot leave the house that's so scary yeah dude screw that screw that game no one play it. Why, okay, honestly, though, why would you play it? I don't know. No, don't play it. Don't, don't play, play it. it. Don't play it. Oh, my God. But on to the next game. You should never play the game called Blue Baby. Who names the game Blue Baby? So apparently this is a game about Bloody Mary's baby. And what you need to do to play the game is you need to be in a bathroom with a mirror and a sink and a door that can close. And you need to turn off all the lights and you can only play this at night when everybody else is sleeping. I already just can't play this game. Yeah, so I saw the steps by Draw the Life Tic Tac. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to stand in front of the mirror in the bathroom and rock your arms as if you're rocking a baby. And you're supposed to say the phrase Blue Baby Baby Blue 13 times in a row and you can't mess up. And after you you say that you're actually supposed to start to feel weight in your arms as if there's actually a baby in your arms are you serious you actually start to feel something yeah and the weight's supposed to get heavier and heavier and you're actually supposed to feel the baby start scratching your arms but you shouldn't let the baby get too heavy so to end the game you need to throw the baby into the toilet and flush it and run out of the room as fast as you can and turn on all the lights in the house and that means you made it out okay but if you don't let go of the baby bloody mary will actually appear in the mirror and start screaming at you saying give me back my baby and if you take too long she'll kill you but there was actually a girl that actually tried playing this and what happened was she was in a friend group and they all believed in the game but she was the only one that thought it was fake so they forced her to go play it on her own and when she started following the steps she noticed like nothing was happening so she's like i don't believe in this but then all of a sudden instead of feeling the baby in her arms 
she felt something scratching at her leg. So she tried to stay calm because she knew it was probably the baby. So she acted as if she picked up the baby and now she felt the weight in her arms. But on the outside of the bathroom, her friends started to get super worried because they didn't know what was going on. And then all of a sudden, they just hear a super loud scream and it didn't sound like their friend. So they barged into the bathroom, they knocked down the door and all they found was their friend dead on the ground with blood coming out of her eyes. Okay. Uh, that's enough for me. I'm good enough. I'm good for the day. Have a good day. It's crazy, right? But there's apparently there's also other ways to play the game. So, you know, like when you go in a bathroom and you close the door and you turn on the hot water, it gets really steamy, right? Right. And it like fogs up the mirror. Yeah. So if it fogs up the mirror, you write blue baby 13 times in the mirror and then follow the rest of the steps and it'll work. That is too much. That is too much. That is too much. Too much. It's crazy though, right? That, but there's also people that play this. Anytime there's a story that has to, or like a game that seems too real. But people actually play these. Like it's not even like... It's just like a made-up thing. People play these. I know people play them. Yeah. I know there's video of people playing these games, and there's like a lot of evidence behind it. Right. That's why it's so crazy. Like, it's just not good to do. No, it's not. So don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just here to tell you about the game. I think it's important to be knowledgeable of what they are and the like the repercussions of them. Yeah. So like, say if a friend tries to get you guys to do it, like you could be like, oh no, like I know about this. I'm not gonna do it. Right. Because I think it's important. Because who knows? Someone's at like a party or a sleepover, and all of a sudden their friends are like playing that one game where. If anybody's in the house, they're all punished. Yeah. So you definitely don't want to be in the house when that happens. Exactly. Because now you're in danger for no reason. All right, guys. This next part of the podcast is called Whose Side Are You On? Where Leia comes on and talks about a real life story. And we have to figure out who's right and who's wrong. There's always two sides to every story. In some cases, there's three sides. But we have to figure out who's right and who's wrong. Let us know your guys' thoughts. I know sometimes we get it wrong and you guys correct us. So please keep correcting us. Let us know your thoughts. And here comes Leia. Woo, Leia. Whose side are you on? Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for reporting my fiance and his mistress to their boss? Ooh, juicy. I'm quite literally shaking while writing this story. So sorry for the typos. Me, 20 female, and my fiancé, 20 male, have been together for over a year and a half and have been engaged for a few months. Well, last month, my fiancé got a new partner at work, 37 female. It's always the partner. <laughs> it, gotta watch out. <laughs> I got a weird vibe off of her when I first met her, and again when she needed her tire changed. My fiancé talks about her enough to the point that it seems like he's covering something up. This morning, my heart broke. I saw messages on Snapchat about their work flirting, They've done everything, apparently, except for sleeping together. They try to make it seem like nothing is happening between them, and they'll talk about when I get there, once I get my certification, that it'll be fun. She even said, please don't take my work buddy away. We have a good rhythm. <laughs> rhythm? Who describes their Cheating. workability rhythm. as rhythm? I'm at a loss on what to do. I'm tempted to call their work and let their supervisor know because he's pretty strict on stuff like that. Their rhythm? <laughs> I should add, she's had flings with other guys at their work, and she claims there's an expiration date on it, so that's why she's not in a committed relationship. Didn't she just become, like, a new partner? Mm-hmm. So, would I be wrong if I tell her supervisor? Whose side are you on? Well, yeah, you should tell the supervisor. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I don't know actually what I would do, though. Well, is she going to call off the engagement with the fiancé? I don't know. Because, you know, once you call him out, right, he He's probably gonna, his job. Yeah. And then <laughs> so if you if you're relying on that paycheck, then <laughs> you might want to think twice. But first of all, you shouldn't be in that relationship. No one should be treating you like that. No, you shouldn't. But if you want the paycheck, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't call out the boss. <laughs> so whose side are you on, Ryan? 
I mean, me trying to do the right thing. I mean, you gotta you gotta tell the boss. Or I would just leave the relationship. I mean, the guy could deal with that. I yeah, know. you know, you you want to, yeah, because you might be able to collect some money still. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, you got to get the alimony. Wait, technically, <laughs> technically, you're not married yet, so no, you probably so can't. You can't get that. <laughs> but, yeah, the right thing to do would just. I'm just joking. Yeah. You better ca- just call the boss. End it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why not? I. I have to disagree. I would just leave Wait, the relationship. Wait, hey, am I just not like getting this story at all? Or what? <laughs> am I like crazy? I mean, why put yourself through that? Like, give yourself the headache of like having to like contact the supervisor and then like having to go through that when because you end he the cheated on her. Yeah, just end the relationship and have him deal with that. If no. he wants to do that, he no, wants no, to do no, that. No, he no, wants no. to live that way. You gotta bury him. <laughs> Comment whose side are you on? <laughs> we have a disagreement right now. I mean, let us know. I mean, what is? Am I wrong? I mean, it's it's just like if you have the if you have the energy and the time to go tell the boss, just do it. Why? Not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> whose side are you on? Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for sleeping with my best friend's brother? Yes. So I, 23 female, slept with my best friend's 21 female brother, 25 male, and now she hates me. My best friend and I used to see each other all the time. I had been away with her family a couple of times, and her family has always loved me. Her mom and sister would always make comments about how her brother and I should date. I always brushed it off because I never spoke to him much when we would see him, until one day he messaged me. We started talking, and things started to progress. I never told her when we started talking because I didn't think anything of it and wasn't sure what would happen and how she would feel, etc. I also didn't want added pressure from her family considering they were already pushing for us to date. I spoke to a mutual friend about it once at the start and I didn't think much of it but never said anything again. I kept asking him if he was okay for me to tell her that we were talking because I didn't want to end up waiting until it was too far in to say something. She can be very possessive. He kept telling me there was no need at this point in time and that he didn't want to deal with the drama she would cause. Four months later, our mutual friend went and told her. I received a very angry message from him, swearing to me about it. I then tried to contact her to speak about it, then received a message from her saying, you don't deserve a minute of my time and there's no coming back from this. I understand that I should have told her we were at least speaking, but I was in a sticky situation trying to respect his boundaries. I ended up speaking to her, and she basically started off with, I hope you know, my brother is never speaking with you again. He has since ghosted me and hasn't even let me explain my side to him. I just don't understand what kind of chokehold your younger sister can have on your romantic life. So, was I wrong for sleeping with my best friend's brother? Whose side do you want? I mean, how do you feel? That's really complicated. Like, so many things could go wrong. I mean, I I don't want to be, like, pessimistic about it, but, like, you're going to lose your best friend it's like the friend code you know mm-hmm. like you're gonna really do that to a relationship you yeah i mean i unless you're like you found the love of your life i mean you gotta do what you gotta do I guess. yeah and i mean obviously like if the sister was okay with it like the best friend was okay with it then yeah but you are putting a lot at risk but hey i mean i look what happened right so, yeah yeah it could go really right or it could go really wrong so whose side are we on you make uh, you make the, the you wrong. make the call. The writer's wrong. Writer's wrong. Whoa! All right. <laughs> Comment what you guys think. Whose side do you want? Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for staying friends with a cheating husband? 
Hmm. Staying friends, not married, though. No, staying friends. I, female 28, like a guy, male 29, at my work, who is about to leave for another company. He made me nervous a few times during the shift and was very flirtatious. We hit things off really well, and he said he was single. We hung out afterwards in his car and got to know each other, but didn't do anything. We continued seeing and talking to each other for about two weeks, and even went to my house, which I never do, and at the mall. After walking him to his car after a really fun day together, his wife called and told him to never speak to me again. Of course, that didn't last long. He explained how he was in the middle of a divorce, and she lives in Wyoming with her boyfriend, whom she cheated on with him. Oh, of course. I forgave him for not telling me the truth, and we moved on. So, I decided to Google him. Fairly deep dive. I saw his wedding registry, which was only a year old, and he said he'd been going through a divorce for a year. I was confused and called him out by saying, Who's Kendall? (laughs) And he claimed it was his sister. (laughs) I asked, Why do you have a wedding registry with your sister? I told him to either tell me the truth now or I was going to keep digging. He said, yes, that was his wife, <laughs> but they are getting the divorce. So I dropped it. But something didn't seem right. So I kept digging, though, because this is a second lie in two weeks. I found pictures of him and his wife at their wedding. I found a Pinterest profile selfie with him and her and a pool together. I found out that he definitely lied about his living situation. He originally claimed he lived with his parents and their five cats. And the reason I can't come over is because it stinks like cat poo. His parents actually live in a different city than him. I found their address. This meant that he was living with his wife. I found that address online too. But it gets worse. He's not only living with his wife, but living at her parents' house with her. He claims he pays them $500 a month for rent. He sleeps in the living room chair and she sleeps in the bed. (laughs) How uncomfortable. What a lie. Leave her because he doesn't have money. I was shocked and felt stupid and used. He claims he doesn't sleep with her, and they fight all the time. I told him it doesn't matter that you two fight. You just don't cheat on somebody. She works days, and he works swing shifts, and she goes to school, so they never really see each other. My problem is morally. I don't think it's right to keep seeing him now that I know the truth about his marriage. We get along really well, and I don't want to lose him as a friend. He is a liar, cheater, and user. But we are really connected on so many levels, and it would really hurt to cut all contact. I told him his wife probably already knows because he's been coming home happy. Hmm. Am I wrong for staying what, friends what with him? What should I do? Whose side are you on? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Why? <laughs> I, you know, I'm starting to question the writer. Like, I don't understand the whole concept of like, I want to keep him as a friend. Yeah. Why would you want to keep someone as a friend that's proven that they're unloyal? Yeah. Liars. Yeah. Has and- all these negative characteristics. Like, I mean, if they lie to you that easily to try to get you in a relationship. What makes you think that they're, like, not going to lie to you in other yeah, areas, Yeah, who too? knows, you know? When they're what nice. is the benefit uh-uh. of having a friend that's going to be totally always lying to your face, never being truthful? You, I mean, I don't see how that's good for anybody. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just saying, like, personally, I wouldn't put myself through that. So. Well, I think she's wrong for, like, I think she's wrong. Well, she's. She didn't know that they were in a relationship, but the fact that she still wants to have a relationship or have a re- friend relationship with this guy, right? I mean, I, mean, I guess that depends on what you mean by friend. Like, are you talking just to be cordial or are you going to be like, I want to go hang out in his car still and like yeah, talk like, to have him? Yeah, have fun, like, you know, have fun. So, yeah. right is wrong. Right is wrong. Comment if you disagree, though. I mean, I don't know. It's so interesting to see, like, I would love to, like, ha- hear someone's opinion on it, like, in the comments and then. 
describe your reasoning so we can understand mm-hmm. like what your thought process because once I can understand someone's thought process, I'll be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, but if you just say like, I disagree, like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, whose side are you on? Is the writer wrong or right? My husband went on an important business trip and I ruined it. Uh, Yikes. My husband and I are majorly vacation incompatible. He gets car sick on long rides to the point of being miserable, and I'm terrified of flying. It's usually not so bad when he's the one driving, but also sees it as a massive hassle. Driving obviously takes way longer, and it's more effort than just hopping on a plane. We usually just go somewhere local if we're in the mood for a trip, maybe an hour and a half drive at most. My husband has to travel often for work. He and his business partners fly and stay together on these trips, and I've joked in the past that his business partners see him more than I do. I understand that it's just the nature of his job, and I respect that. I just miss him. I've been toying with the idea of joining my husband on one of these trips for a while, but it's only recently that I came up with the idea of surprising him. Even if it turned out that he was incredibly busy, I figure we could squeeze in at least one nice meal together at some point, and I could explore the city alone. I put this plan into action after he left for his flight. The drive from our home to where he flew was about 14 hours, so obviously it was a long way to go. Still, I thought it would be worth it in the road tripping myself is something I haven't done in years. When I arrived, thanks to traffic and some other scheduling errors, it was relatively late at night. I had the hotel name and room number from my husband for emergency purposes, so I went up and knocked. No one answered. So I called him and hoped the surprise would still be as exciting despite the late hour. He picked up, clearly half asleep, and I told him to come out of his room. He finally did with some convincing. The door my husband came out of wasn't the one I had been knocking on, but the one directly beside it. What? Ooh, here we go. Oh, God. I explained I had came to surprise him and apologized for arriving when I did. His reaction was far from the one that I expected. He was incredibly angry. He said it was irresponsible of me to drive such a long way without telling him. Then said this was an unnecessary distraction that he had to be up early in the next morning. He also said that there had been a mix-up with their booking details and that they had been given a single room with a king bed instead of two rooms that they had requested. That had been a non-issue with two close friends, but now that I was there, we had to go to the lobby to book another room. It's the next day. I'm now sat in a hotel room alone where I've been for most of the time. Coming to Reddit to find out if he overreacted or if I really screwed up. Was I wrong? Whose side do you want? Huh. It's a little sus. A little sus. That he came out from a different room. I mean, I get it. You were trying to do a sweet thing. You know, you don't like flying. Right. So you just wanted to surprise, you know, your mans because you miss him. So who do you feel is right? I don't know. There's just something sketch about the guy's side. Yeah. And I don't think, like, what she did was harm. You know, I think it was harmless. Yeah, She was I just agree. like, hey, like, you know, and she made an effort to go out and see him. And sh- she's scared of flying. And that's like, you know, that's a big thing. A big deal. I'm just trying to figure out from the other point of view how to justify. Like the inconvenience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did. He said he had a you know, a business thing in the morning. And so they had to like cash out all that stuff with the hotel rooms and everything, get a new room. I mean, maybe I'll just, just to give like you an argument, I would just say that if he's going there for business and he's not like a cheater. Yeah, that's true. We can't assume that he's cheating. Right. If he's like trying to get his job done and he's like, I'm just trying to get the job done the most efficient way possible. Like I already planned out the meetings. I planned out the day. And I'm going to try to get this thing done so I can get back to my girlfriend or wife. It's the wife, right? Yes. 
<laughs> to get back to the wife, I would, I could see how by that whole surprise thing, if it throws off the timing of the schedule, right? Like mm-hmm. he has to go get the hotel fixed, got to yeah. wait for the new room, got to move all his luggage from the old one to the new one. I mean, it could, I mean, you could argue that it was an inconvenience mm-hmm. because maybe he was like, you know, I want to do something nice for my wife, but this is just not the place because this mm-hmm. is work. And not the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if he was not a cheater, then, you know, you're wrong. But are you leaning towards him being a cheater? I don't know. There was just something sus about yeah, the, the whole, different rooms, you know? Yeah. It seemed like she was kind of alluding to the fact that he might be cheating because why else would you even say yeah. that? And he got, like, really frustrated with her. And I feel like, I don't know. I mean, things happen, right? Maybe he had a friend on the business trip, too. That's a guy. Or a girl. Well, he did say his business partners. Like, they would share yeah. a room, so. So, maybe he was just visiting, getting a debrief of the day. Let's just hope he wasn't cheating. So, the wife, unfortunately, was wrong. Yeah. Wife's wrong. That might be a first. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going against the grain here. <laughs> Let's give him the benefit of the doubt that he wasn't cheating. Yeah, we can't just always assume the worst. Yeah. All right, thank you, Leia. <laughs> guys, make sure you comment if you agree with the choices we made and the who side you want or what you guys feel. Because we're all learning. We're all young. We yeah. don't know what's right and wrong. I mean, we could only give just, our opinion. Yeah. So, guys, you've made it this far on the podcast. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We would like... To give away one of these, if the video gets 3,000 likes, we're going to pick one of you guys that have made a comment throughout this video, and uh, we'll get your information. We'll send you one. And also, comment you want us to talk about next week. As you guys saw throughout this video, we took you guys' suggestions from last week, mm-hmm. and we talked about it this week. We'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok, and we'll see you guys next Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. One thing else I want to say. Yes. For the two ads that we talked about today, just know we do use the products. Yeah. Like I said this last week, but I don't know if everyone caught that, but everything that we talk about, we we have like a promise with our like the way we conduct our our podcast yeah. that we have to use the products and we have to actually like it. And if there's been times if we try something and we don't like it, we are not going to tell you guys to get it. Right. Like that's our one rule. So just please know that and have security knowing that yeah. that's, <laughs> we're not going to give you something that's bad. Um so yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok and we'll see you guys next Saturday on Apple Podcast, Spotify and YouTube. See you on the Tiki Talk. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.